New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Hello and welcome back to the third and final episode in the three-part series uh, we have called Finance 101 for Tradies. This has been an episode that I've been joined by my co-host and TradingMate Pro panel expert, Bill Petrovsky. Uh, this episode is called Being Financially Prepared, and it stems on from the previous episode, which was structuring your financial deals, and then the one before that, which was spending your money wisely. Probably best to go check those ones out first, guys, if you haven't yet heard them, because um, we do sort of build these in a way that uh, they all lead into each other. Um, favor if you can go over to iTunes and leave us a review that would be fantastic it does help us with our rankings we don't ask for much but um, that is something that we do ask for likewise you can head across to the Facebook community where you can get hold of Bill and you can um, join in the awesome conversations there so that's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the site shed all right that's all from me guys so I hope you enjoyed this podcast I hope you enjoyed the series Uh, If you have any follow-up questions, by all means, you can post them wherever you see this come through and I will endeavor to get them answered for you. Uh, But that is a wrap. The SiteShed podcast is made possible because of Tradie Web Guys, creators of beautiful websites designed specifically for tradies and contractors. If you're tired of dealing with web designers that have no idea about your industry, then head across to tradiewebguys.com.au and reach out. Like many companies from all over the place, you'll be very glad you did. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the third and final episode of the series I'm conducting uh, with my co-host, Bill Petrovsky from Hall Chadwick Chartered Accountants. Uh, this series, we have been talking all things finance for trade trade business owners. In the first episode, we were talking about spending your money wisely. And in the second episode, the previous episode, we were talking about how to structure your finances. And now in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about being prepared, financially prepared. And uh, it will stem into the previous episode. We did talk a little bit um, about some uh, how to structure finances in the way of you know figuring out what your costs are and all that kind of stuff. So I would encourage you to go back and check that one out. But in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more in a little bit more depth about some of the um, those specific areas when it comes to being financially prepared for business owners. Bill, welcome back. Thank you, Matt. And hello to all the listeners. Um, So, Bill, it's been a great couple of episodes, uh, very informative. And um, in this one here, we're going to tie it all together with uh, financial preparation because it's probably, uh, to be fair to say, that this would be probably the most relevant episode of all of them. We probably could have even done this one first because unless you're you're prepared and unless you're planning things, um, stuff's very unlikely to, uh, to go the way you want it to, right? 
Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, we've been through um, spending your money wisely and, and that, yeah, you're right, probably reverse order. You're spending <laughs> your money wisely. The second one we did around structuring your finances will be based on, I guess, um, being prepared. And therefore, that's what we're talking about now is how do we get prepared? What does that actually mean? Um, and once we are prepared, what does that allow us to do? So, yeah, yep. this is always... <laughs> a very important topic and in any business owner's mind you, you've got to have this up your sleeve in order to make decisions on on the first and the second topic so yeah uh, it'll be an interesting one it's good so i think um like being financially prepared is also something that uh we although we may definitely um uh, associate with planning for what's coming i think it's also pretty relevant to you know m- make sure that you're doing this on a regular basis like it's not it's not like a set and forget scenario and you know i've learned you know within my business like if it's if i'm not keeping on top of things on a you know on a weekly basis weekly monthly basis it makes it that much harder to um, steer the ship in a different direction when you're three months down and you figure out that you're behind on figures. So I think having that preparation in place where you, you've got a more granular overview in bite-sized chunks and setting those, you know, setting those goals and making that apparent, you know, more regularly, revisiting it more regularly so you can make those minor adjustments. That kind of reduces the need for making those massive adjustments. Yeah, Matt, it's, it's, I guess it's no secret in anything we do, right? I mean, the, the better prepared you are, um, the better you've planned for something. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, the better outcome you're going to get. So yeah. really, you do it once, you do it right, but that's not enough. It's the ongoing, okay, revisit it. You know, what have I done? What am I preparing for? You know, what have I planned and have I hit that goal? Have I not? If I haven't, why didn't I? And if I need to do something different, what is it? But you constantly, you're right, you got to constantly look at it and say, well, we set out on this plan, we set out on, uh, out on this um budget or whatever the case may be. We had some goals that we wanted to achieve and you've got to look at it intermittently throughout the period and make sure that are we on track and if we're not on track, what have we done wrong or what do we need to change to make sure we get back on track? Or maybe we need to change our goals and, and that's going to come back at you know having that first plan in place and looking at it regularly to say, well, how do we make sure our business is ready to take a different tack and um, you know one of those things is really if the shit hit the fan and we needed to take some action are we capable of doing it can we change something quickly i've always struggled uh bill with the i won't say struggling with goal setting like goal setting has always been fine but turning the you know the goals into like making it like a realistic achievement and it's something that I've learned over the years and it's once I've learned how to you know well I mean don't get me wrong I've, I've thought like I've mastered it but um certainly being able to tie you know like like a like a financial plan into an actionable list of tasks to do that you can break down and you can allocate to your team and you can do all that kind of stuff like it made such a big difference I'm um, just having that overview of the organization so I'm keen to see what your you know, what your experience is in regard to when we're talking about being financially prepared, how that correlates to, you know, the delivery of your product and the delivery of your service and, um, you know, the way that you um, handle you, your staff, you know, dispatching, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, as you said there, I think we we like to break it down into various modules and you're probably going to look at a couple of things. One is, um, you know, we've talked about it before, uh, cash flow. So what does it look like today? What have I got in reserve in the tank to make sure I'm covered for 
how, how far down the track. Um, so really that's the, the finance discussion cash flow. Um, staff, so am I adequately resourced staffing wise? Can I get the job done if I've won a new contract or I've got this new contract or, or job? Do I have enough manpower to make sure I can deliver on that? If not, what's my plan? The other thing is operations generally. So, you know, making sure we've got the right suppliers, they're on board with us, they, they supply us regularly. We know that it's reliable, it's good product. Uh, whoever else is part of, you know, if we've got installers or we've got other subbies that we use as part of our process, that whole operation to make sure that we're doing what we said we would do in the right time frame. Um, and then there's the big picture stuff, which is really about, you know, what's the the medium and long-term hold. So what do I want to achieve for that next six months, 12 months or, or two, three, five-year plan? And how do I get on the right path for that? So you've got to break it down to those little elements. And each element then has, you know, what do we do for the next month? What do we do for the next three months? And continually reporting back on the big picture stuff. So I'm, I'm, you know, we're talking about cash flow and I mean, oh, cash reserve, obviously, okay, it's money in the bank, that's great. But cash flow, when we're talking about forecasting, and I've always had a problem with forecasting because I've, I've found like it's the difference between, you know, a strategy and a goal is, oh, sorry, a goal and a wish is typically <laughs> a strategy. <laughs> um, but like when you're trying to forecast cash flow, and I'm sure there's listeners that are out there that sort of thinking, okay, this is great. Like I, I want to make, you know, 100 grand next month, but like that's a wish until you've got some sort of strategy behind it that can help you deliver that. Now, I'm not sure, Bill, is that really like the role of an accountant um, to sort of help them do that? Or is it is it more like, how? Do, where does that information, where does that help typically come from? I mean, obviously you say, oh, okay, great. You want to make a hundred grand a month. That's great. You know, this is what, you, these are the, these are the metrics. You got to make sure that, you know, this is what you need to pay your staff and all that kind of stuff. But then how does that correlate to actual deliverables? Yeah. So, the, I mean, I think there's always a starting point and the starting point is looking um, at today. Right. Uh, you got to look at your numbers today and I guess what you've done historically, it's always a good uh, point as to, you know, we've got to start here and if we're starting here today, um, what do we have behind us knowledge-wise to um, tell us why that goal or that uh, forecast is is achievable. So if we have that knowledge today about and that, all that information about sleeve, that's where I guess you know from a numbers perspective, if we want to achieve and set out on a certain uh, path and trying to uh, achieve these goals, well, what numbers, what resources do we need in order to get that outcome? So for example, if we said that example of a hundred thousand dollars profit a month, well, we need to have a million dollars a month of of revenue. At the moment, what we know is maybe $700,000 a month of revenue. Okay, so now we need to get in uh, maybe a sales coach or we need to get in the uh, the marketing guy and say, well, who and what are we going to do to drive our new revenue? Who do we need to target? Now, I as an accountant can't say, well, you know, we should target customer X, Y, and Z mm. or, or this, this area over here or this geographical space or do something online. But I know numbers-wise, well, we're never going to hit 100 grand profit a month. If unless we're doing a million dollars a month of revenue, yeah. So how do we get a million dollars of revenue? Okay, well if we're short three hundred a month, what are we going to do about that? Now let's bring in the next person who's going to help our business get on that right path. So really, you know, that having that financial plan drives what is next needed in the business. And you know, we talked about it, I think, in an earlier cast as well around bringing the the right person at the right time or the right specialist for that mm. advice. Getting it wrong is going to cost you far more down the track. So get that right person in at that right time to say, well, this is what we're trying to achieve. How to achieve it? Okay, we need this person to come in and help us in the business. <laughs>
We interrupt this podcast today to talk to you very quickly about Tradie Web Guys content creation program. That program has been designed specifically for trade-based organizations as a way that you guys as trade business owners can start creating content that enables you to engage better with your customers and your potential customers. It will enable you to build trust and build rapport because what you're doing is you're investing in educating them. Biggest problem that we see with our customers today is that they're not regularly updating their websites. And that's a problem because first of all, the search engines are looking for that. And second of all, potential customers are also looking for it. Trading Web Guys content creation program has been specifically designed to help you get regular relevant content on your website consistently every month. We know that it's hard when you're out there on the tools and we know that sometimes you don't always have the time to be able to do these things yourself. So we're taking it off your hands for you. It's a service that we're offering for you guys. We want to make sure that you're getting this done because we know how important it is. Anyway, head across to tradywebguys.com.au forward slash content, fill in the form and one of our representatives will come back to you. So if we go a little bit more micro now and we talk to, I suppose, like make it a little bit more realistic to business out there, like people go 100 grand a month. Is that guy kidding? <laughs> I'd be happy to make 10 grand a month. But like, <clears throat> if we could break it down a little bit. So some of the things like from uh, the, that I've noticed over the years, which have been important and um, fundamental to being financially prepared, have been things like implementing a cloud uh, bookkeeping software, um, implementing a customer relationship management program that I can track leads and conversions and sales through, things like that, things that give me a bit of an overview as to uh, what's in the, what's happening financially and then what's happening uh, in the lead up to basically fill that uh, financial funnel, if you want to call it that. Yep. So when, when you go through the financial preparation process with your customers, what frameworks do you typically follow you know, in regard to that sort of thing? Okay, so the framework, I guess, um, and probably a very good example, obviously uh, relevant to us in terms of what accounting platform or software do you use to, to report and record, et cetera. I guess when you're going down that path, the framework will probably go down the path of you saying, one, uh, firstly, can we save money? Are we spending money on things that is not efficient, not required, or something we can do better? Yeah. So down the path of that software question, if we spent $50,000 on overhauling our back end software and the whole way we record jobs, the whole way we account for them, our project management tools, and we might need to spend 50 grand up front to do it. But if that means we've got one less employee and that employee is costing us $70,000 a year, well, after year one, we're going to be 20 grand better off. But right. after year two, we're going to immediately have um, another extra $70,000 dropping to our bottom line. Hmm. Now, off the back of that, you've now got a system or a process in place that should theoretically be more scalable. So if our revenue went up, you know, 10 grand a month, theoretically, we should be able to do that without adding extra cost to it. So that 10 grand a month, if our margin is normally 40%, well, all of a sudden that four grand a month is is immediately dropping to our bottom line profit. It's mm. not getting eaten up by extra resource. So the two elements are one, you know, costs. Can we save costs by either doing something more efficiently or getting rid of something that's not essential to our business? That's one. And then two, I think the other side is always revenue, right? So how do we drive more revenue? How do we make that revenue more efficient, make it more productive, maybe increase our margin? Can we do that whole job better? You know, and, and our existing revenue might be, again, for, for all intents and purposes, $100,000 a month. But at that $100,000 a month, if we went to $150,000 a month, 
we don't want to just drop 10 grand extra to our bottom line. That 50 grand has to be scalable in a way where out of that 50, you know, 20 grand a month is going to our bottom line. So it's going to help us get there quicker because we're scaling what our business looks like today compared to where we want it to look like in the future. So there's, there's the mm. two key elements, one, the cost side and two, the revenue side. And that's where, again, you know, from the cost side, I guess that's where we as accountants um, can certainly drill down find inefficiencies and, and find ways to do things better. On the revenue side, you know, it could be marketing, it could be uh, spending money with a, a sales consultant or a salesperson, um, getting your, your um, tender documents right, yep. whatever the case may be, and, and bringing in the right people at that level because if we spend X dollars on getting that right, it's going to deliver that new revenue. So yep. they're the two key elements, I think. There was an interesting question in the community a couple of years ago um, from one of our members and he he wanted to he asked you know when's the best time to bring somebody on is it in the planning stage or is it when you've got the money and i um i had a couple of uh, my colleagues on the show out of the u.s to co-host that that episode it was hilarious but um yeah we basically everyone came back with well i mean these guys are both in the in finance over there as well um and they said effectively yeah you, you've got to make sure that you know the money's there you don't want to be going um employing you know these overheads it kind of ties back to what you said in the previous episode i think to that you know that example with the guy who um you know went and bought all the joinery equipment without you know actually having the joinery work like you yeah. want to make sure that you've got um the money coming in which can justify it or at least i would say maybe you know being that we're talking about preparation you know you've got a clear plan on where that money's going to come from because I mean, that's another thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, okay, this is where I want to be and this is how I want to get there. But in order to get there, I need to have these people in place in order to deliver that. But then in order for me to put those people in place, I've got to have the money to fund it. So it's kind of like the chicken or the egg, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and, and it's always an interesting one, I guess, in terms of discussion. Now, I guess, hence why we, we talk about being financially ready and having that plan in place uh, is something that you, you don't just do once and it's stuck in the back drawer and, and away we go. It's something that you do it and you've got to constantly revisit it. And constantly revisiting means, okay, well, am I in a position now to do what I want to do? If I'm not, okay, well, maybe I've got to extend that plan out a little bit. But in the meantime, as we all know, when we run our business, we're doing 100 things all at the same time. So while mm-hmm. I'm doing the plan, I'm also trying to get that new revenue. I'm also thinking about that new machine. I'm also telling the bank why they should lend me the money. And all these things got to be brought together. So the better organized you are, the better you've planned all that all that out. And being financially ready means when the right time is there and you say, oh, Mr. Banker, we've just won this new contract and we need to buy that $300,000 piece of machinery to deliver on that. They're going to say, okay, I need these 10 things from you. Okay, well, I've got them. They're ready. And here they are today. Let's make a decision quickly. So it's being ready to do all those things at once. And, you know, in the perfect world, you want to have it all lined up where you've got the revenue, you can get it lined up in three months' time after the bank's given me the money to go and get that equipment. But mm. we all know in business, these things have to all happen, you know, in short spaces of time and we've got to make things um, happen based on what we we anticipate. So and really, we've got to look at always being financially ready, having the plan in place and having the documentation to do all those things. And, and that comes back to one of the other things that I haven't probably spoken about too much is compliance. Do we have all our 
taxes up to date? Do we have all our accounting records up to date? Are they accurate? Do they paint the picture that we need to present to the, the financier that says we can afford to do this? And therefore, you know, the more the more we can demonstrate that we are ready and we've been thinking about this and planning it for the last six months. Well, Mr. Bank, whoever you are, look how long we've been working on it. We've got all our I's dotted and all our T's crossed. And this we're going to make a really easy decision for you because yeah. everything that we've given you here that we have ready because we've been working on it for months demonstrates to you why you should lend us that money. So when we're talking about, I suppose, an overview, like I honestly, this the most valuable thing for me in the business is spending a couple of hours a week looking over finances, reconciling accounts, and just getting it, getting like making sure that everything's tracking the way that it should be. So. I, I can't recommend that enough to people who just find the time, make the time, you know, like I wouldn't even, don't even make it optional, just just do it and get it done. Because <laughs> yeah, it, I'll, I'll just comment on that because I think the hardest part is doing it first. Once you do it first, the ongoing management of the information or looking at it regularly should become somewhat easier. So in my business, yeah. you know, we've got over 200 staff and I know exactly what's going out the door every single week yeah. before it's happening because I know what my wage bills are, I know what my rents are, I know what my... Um, generally my trade creditors are. So I know what I need to collect today in order to make sure that next week and for the next 90 days, I'm going to be covered because I know exactly where my costs are. And I know that because I did all the hard work in the beginning, get it right, get it in a format that's understandable and something that's going to be presented to me each week or each month in a way that I want to see it. And once that hard work is done up front, it's just a matter of then getting that information, glancing at it. Are we on track? Yes, we are. Great. If we're not on track, what do we need to change? Mm. And that's the part where the hard work is at the beginning. The ongoing work should be substantially easier as you go. And then you get more comfortable with it because you know exactly what's what's happening each week to week. Yeah, well, that makes sense, I suppose. You just, once, you, once you're in the groove, it kind of, <laughs> you're basically just following a rhythm. But I, I find as, I mean, I don't know, I, I find as well, even just looking, going back and tr- checking, checking metrics, which may not seem, you know, what most people might look at are things that I necessarily don't look at, like things like, you know, group engagement or things like, you know, how many people have downloaded, you know, things from the website and, you know, you know what I mean, like little things like that, little metrics and trying yep. to get a gauge on how that <clears throat> then reflects and um, ties back into, you know, profits and sales and all that kind of thing. I, I find that stuff, well, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually kind of find that stuff really interesting these days, getting that, getting, because you can kind of, once you understand that, you can pretty much dictate it. You can think, oh, okay, well, this this is how, if I do this, this, and this, then I know in the past it's done this. So if I do that again, then chances are it will do it again. You can kind of like lay a bit of a roadmap for yourself. Yeah, so you've got your your business levers there is what I guess right. you're ultimately talking about. What are those KPIs or what are those levers that you know we can influence? And if we influence this one lever, what impact is that going to have on um, the remainder of my business? And what's that going to deliver financially? Yeah. And and again, that's all the things where I mean, there's so much data out there these days. You've got to pick through what's important to you to make that decision. You know, what's important to you is going to be different to what's important to the bank that they want to see if they're considering lending you some money. It's going to be different to the customer that you're submitting a tender to that wants to see that you can deliver on this outcome that you say you can in that time frame. And, you know, information and all that is readily available and I'm sure it's probably at your fingertips, but at any one point in time, you've got to filter through all the shit information and say, well, right now I just need this information, mm. but the banks want that information and the customer's going to want to see that in order to be able to, you know, make a decision that I'm 
financially viable or that my business is going in the right direction. So, you know, as business owners, we're looking at these things and we've got to understand them all. And hopefully at the right time, you are ready because you've done all the hard work in the planning up front and the goal setting and you got your team on board and they're all doing the right thing and they're assessing the same information like you are, knowing that, you know, to, to achieve this goal, that's what we need to do. And this is the information that we have to get there. Yeah, brilliant. All right, mate. Well, look, I think that pretty much wraps that episode up. What do you think? You got anything else you want to add? No, I think we've covered it in, in amongst all those um, three casts. I think we've covered a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, it's hopefully it's uh, accounting and tax. We've made it a little bit more exciting for the listeners out there. Um, <laughs> we started out in the first cast, but um, yeah, look, at the end of the day, I think you're happy to answer questions, happy to help and, um, you know, ultimately reach out either online on one of the platforms or happy to get face to face. And that's where we can add some real value. So um, for the listeners out there, Bill is uh, in the community. So if you've got any questions, by all means, um, jump in there and, and ping them on him. Um, hallchadwick.com.au is the website. You can find Bill at Bill Petrovsky, P-E-T-R-O-V-S-K-I on Twitter. Um, he's on LinkedIn as well. And I'll post some links to those handles within the show notes. So if you want to... Um, if you don't want to pull the carb over at a screaming halt and write that stuff down, you don't have to because it will be in the show notes. So, Bill, um, thank you once again for your time. It has been awesome. We look forward to uh, having you as a part of the community. And for the listeners out there, um, if you have any comments or follow-up questions for Bill, um, the community is probably the best place to get it. Um, otherwise, if you see this come across any of your social media channels, this podcast, or um, if you see it come through in an email from us or anything like that, by all means, just reply and I will endeavor to get Bill back on there to answer your questions for you. So, Bill, on behalf of everyone, thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being part of um, uh, the cast and, and ongoing involvement in the community and uh, look forward to hopefully helping a lot of businesses out there. You've done a grand job of making an unsexy topic very sexy, Bill. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, it's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to the siteshed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our Toolbox Talks. Uh, you'll get sent a weekly notification, which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week, along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades. If you're enjoying the show, you can head across to iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, where you can leave us a review. Uh, that would be fantastic, and all the reviews get read out in the show. Uh, likewise, if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the, the episodes that we create, then please go ahead and share it with them. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.